1 Kings chapter 16, we begin reading in verse 8. In the twenty and sixth year of Asa, king of Judah, began Elah, the son of Basha, to reign over Israel. Remember, Judah was the southern kingdom, Israel was the northern kingdom. In Terza, two years. And a servant Zimri, captain of half his chariots, conspired against him as he was in Terza, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, steward of his house in Terza. And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. And it came to pass, when he began to reign, as soon as he sat on his throne, that he slew all the house of Basha, he left not one that pisseth against a wall, neither of his kinfolks nor of his friends. Thus did Zimri destroy all the house of Basha according to the word of the Lord, which he spake against Basha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Basha, the sins of Elah his son, by which they sinned and by which they made Israel to sin, and provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And in the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, did Zimri reign seven days in Terza. Pause in there just for a moment. The title of the message today is A Very Bad Week. A Very Bad Week. Okay, so Zimri reigned seven days. And the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. And the people that were encamped heard say Zimri hath conspired and hath also slain the king. Wherefore all Israel made Omri, the captain of the host, king of Israel, that day in the camp. So Omri was Zimri's supervisor before the conspiracy. And Omri went up from Gibbethon and all Israel with him, and they besieged Terza. And it came to pass, when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the palace of the king's house and burnt the king's house over him with fire and died. For his sins, which he sinned in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, that's Zimri, and walking in the way of Jeroboam and in his sin, which he did to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Again, a very bad week. A very bad week. There were seven days in a week. There's seven points to this sermon. Some of y'all were alive when Kennedy was assassinated. What was that like for the nation? I've read that it was very troubling for the nation, that the leader was slain. Conspiracy. What happened? People are still trying to figure out what the FBI has been covering up in the CIA uh, grassy knoll, multiple shooters, whatever. It, 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 this nation was paused to say it lightly because of the death of the leader. A very bad week. So, in this week, in this message, we'll start here. You see the sad song of Zimri. Okay, so when it mentions Zimri by his name in, in verse 15, excuse me, we're back up in the in the uh, in verse 10, Zimri. Even back in the, in the verse eight, 9, excuse me, verse 9, Zimri. What is Zimri's 
Zimri's name mean? His name means my music. My music. So think of the sad song of Zimri. If Zimri's life was, was, uh, was tuned to his song, what was Zimri's song? People think it's cute to walk to their own tune or walk to the, the beat of their own drummer. Well, Zimri did just that. His name literally meaning my music. He, he danced to his own tune. He walked to his own drummer. He, he kept his own beat. Zimri's music or his tune was ungodly. It was destructive. It was painful. And it's summarized in loss. His, his music is summarized by one of the worst weeks, you could say, the, the, uh, of rain the world has ever known. He, he was king for seven days. What a song. And as we read through this very bad week, concentrating on Zimri, quote, my music, it would be wise to us if we were to examine, you know, what, what is my song? He, 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 he walked to his song. What is my song? How does, how does my song translate into my life? A word of God that my song would be saved by the blood of the crucified one. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. When we walk with the Lord in the, in the light of his love, what, what a joy we bestow, he, he bestows on our way. What, trust and obey. What a song. What, what is the song of our lives? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved, not just from death unto life, but continues to save in living a wretch like me. You see, Zimri's song was a sad song. It was the sad song of Zimri. The sad song of Zimri, if you, if you look at the first uh, uh, chorus, you see the treacherous treason of Zimri. In verses 9 and 10, please recall, the servant Zimri, captain of half his chariots, a subordinate to Omri, captain of half the chariots, conspired against him, against uh, over, uh, over Elam, conspired against him, the son of Basha, conspired against him as he was in Terza, drinking himself, uh, that, that Elah was drinking himself in the house of Ars, a steward of his house in Terza. It would, while there's conspiracy, I'm not going to make allegations against Arza, but he was at Arza's house. And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the 20 and 7th year of King Asa, uh, of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. A treacherous treason of Zimri. Adam committed a similar treason. What is treason? It's a crime of betrayal against one's country or nation, especially attempting to overthrow the leader, possibly even killing the leader in overthrow of that government. That's exactly what Adam in the garden attempted. It was treason against the throne of God, attempting to overthrow God and be made like unto God. I can eat this and be like him. That's the, the, the passion of Satan himself. I will be like the Most High. That's what it says in, in Isaiah chapter 14. It's treachery. It's treason. It was a devilish thing back in the days of Zimri to, 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 to pursue such ambitions. It really was. Zimri conspired. He put plans together. He had motive. He desired to be king. He desired not to be ruled, but yet to rule. And that's the song many have, the same sad song. While they don't go kill their leaders, they have the same sad song as Zimri. 
They conspire, they negotiate, they plan, they plot, they have associates. They move in and out trying to elevate themselves and they try to, uh, to, 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 uh, to plan and plot. They don't care who gets hurt in the process. They conspire that they would rule. Ultimately, what in, in treason, the treacherous treason, he didn't care what happened as long as he got to be king. You see this conspiracy. It was weak, it was cowardly, it was ungodly. We know it was ungodly because at the end of our, of our text, it says how ungodly it was, that it, that it was a sinful thing, and that he speaks of it as treason. And, and no treason, no true treason is a godly thing. It's not. So it was weak, it was cowardly. He didn't fight Elah in a time when he was ready for battle. He waited till he was good and drunk, didn't he? He exploited the, uh, the, uh, the weaknesses in a cowardly, after a cowardly sword in, in an ungodly fashion. People in treason against God commit such, such acts of conspiracy against God and against their neighbors many times. They desire through, through weakness, through cowardice, through ungodliness to exploit and to elevate themselves while seeking for some advantage or some promotion. Many, many uh, employ the, the acts of electioneering. Yes, I deserve the promotion because I do this and they don't do that. Electioneering. We have elections coming up. What are both sides doing? They're already telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't vote for somebody else, aren't they? Treacherous treason. That's a very bad week. Well, after this treason, he wanted to stay in charge. So you've got a ruthless reign in verses 11 through 13. A ruthless reign. And it came to pass when he began to reign, as soon as he sat on the throne, as soon as his rear end hit that chair, which it had to be weak because this only, it had to be quick because this thing, whole thing only lasted a week. Yeah. He sat down. And as soon as he sat down, he slew all the house of Basha. He left none that pisseth against the wall, neither of his kinsfolk nor his friends. He left none males alive. That's what it's saying. It's a crude way of saying it, but it's a biblical way of saying it. It's what it says. He left none males alive. Thus did Zimri destroy all the house of Basha, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake against Basha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Basha and the sins of Elah his son, which by they, which by which they sinned, and which made uh, and by and by which they made Israel to sin, and provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their vanities. The ruthless reign of Zimri. Now I'm not speaking just yet of Basha or Elah, but Zimri had such ambition to rule that he was literally okay with doing whatever it took to stay in charge. To rule, many people don't care what happens to other people, even and especially if they die. They will grab another person and use them as a shield rather than give up their own rule. It's quite the opposite of how God operates, isn't it? God, being the ultimate and supreme, the high and above all things, he spared not his own son, yet rules still, doesn't he? But the ruthless rule of Zimri, God is not ruthless in his rule, but Zimri was. To Zimri, all others may die so long as he rule. To Zimri, killing the males and the family and friends of all Basha and Elah 
Guess what? He got to control the population. He only killed the males. What's that mean? He left the females alive. So he got to try to control the population. He, he left room for his own lust, didn't he? Sure did. And the ruthless rule, the ruthless reign, rather, of Zimri, he cut down on revenge warfare. Well, well no friend or no acquaintance or no child or no nephew or no whatever is going to rise up in, in days to come and try to try to come up against me and strike war against me, for I am the rightful king. That, that, that is how ruthless the reign of Zimri was. Remember, these people, these were the children of Israel. They were to love one another. Remember when we've been studying the law? They were to love one another. They were to love the Lord and lo lo love one another and seek the Lord in, in the house of God and be brothers. But how ruthless, how ruthless. In doing this, he was also attempting to strike fear in all his foes. He thought that by killing all the males, that it would have prevented such an occasion as Omer getting all of Israel and besieging Terzah. But it didn't, right? So even in ruthless rule and even in trying to cover all the bases uh, in this very bad week, Zimri didn't cover all the bases. Sin can't cover all the bases. Many people try to rule such. Now, again, they don't kill all their friends and kill all the friends and loved ones and everything that is opposed to them. Some people do, I suppose. But most of us, what do we do? We try to cut them off at the knees and say, okay, well, I'm going to rule and I'm going to destroy everything in your life and everybody around you and, and your reputation and all this kind of stuff so that I can rule and I can, I can, I can be perceived as the one that, that truly is in charge. It's ruthless. It's a ruthless way to behave. It's a very bad week. Imagine, imagine the mothers and the daughters and the sisters of those. Do you think it was a bad week for those that were of the house of Basha and Elah? Of course it was. So what happened there in, the, in, in verses 1 through 7, it referenced the sin of, uh, of Basha and Elah, and I suppose we should read it in verse 1, chapter 16, verse 1. Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanan, Hanani against Basha, saying, For as much as I exalted thee out of the dust and made thee prince over my people Israel, thou hast walked in the way of Jeroboam and hast made my people Israel to sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will take away the posterity of Basha and the posterity of his house that will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. So, it's a recall from last week how devastating the son of the, the sins of Jeroboam are. Yeah. If you read through First and Second Kings, you can't get away from the sins of Jeroboam. Him that dieth of Basha in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth of his in the fields shall the fowls of the air eat. So that gives us a glimpse, a literal glimpse of how ruthless the the rain literally was of Zimri. You see, it's a short supremacy. It was a sad, the sad song of Zimri includes the verses of the treacherous treason of Zimri, the ruthless reign of Zimri, the short supremacy or short, short authority of Zimri. Verses 14 and 15. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And in the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, did Zimri reign seven days in Terzah, seven days. And the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. Seven days, a short supremacy. Now sometimes when people, again, 
This was just this is literally a very bad week. Seven days. Seven days. People in their lives, they try to have in their song, their sad song, they try to by methods of treason against God and, and conspiracy against one another. And in an attempt to have a reign, not caring who is affected or who is who 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 was cast down because of it. They try to rule in their own lives, stating that man shall not reign over me, as they as they said of Christ. People don't realize how short whatever reign we have in this life, whatever thought of rule we have in this life. I don't know how short that really is, how short our authority really is. I suppose in, in time past, when pastors of this church preached unto loving people, they thought that they would minister unto the coming of the Lord. I suppose that they would have. I, that, that's my feeling. I suppose that I'll be here and, and, and as pastor of this church, I will minister unto the people of God, encouraging you in the, in the graces and mercies of God until the coming of the Lord. But my life is a vapor, right? And it may will be a hundred years before the Lord comes back, at which time I know I won't be alive. God help us in this assembly that this assembly will still be here. But, but, but my charge as pastor is just for a little while. Your charge and, the, and whatever space of authority you have in your life is just a little while. I wonder if Zimri, when he went in, when Elah was drunk and he went in by his hand and he smote him and killed him in verse 10, I wonder if he knew, I don't think he did, that his reign would be just for seven days. I'm sure he thought that he would live a long, happy, healthy life reigning in Israel, the northern kingdom. Well, there's no doubt about it. He died as king seven days. Our life is just a vapor. King for a week. But what legacy did he have? What did he leave behind? We left behind a legacy of a very bad week. He left behind a legacy, a song, if you will, Zimri song, my music was a legacy of being a sinner against God and treasonous against the people of God. King for a week. But what was he for eternity? What is he for eternity? Is there anything in this passage that would lead you to believe that he was a child of God? You know, this song of Zimri, Zimri's music, my music, his name translates my music. Every single person sings a song with their life. Every single person has a song, a music to their life. And in his short kingness, in the time when he had the, the most opportunity to, do, to affect the most people, what was his song in his short supremacy? It was evil. It was treachery. It was sin. But that's sobering, isn't it? Just a week. What if you knew today that you only had a week left? What would you do? I, I've talked to people. I, I've seen people that knew that they were actively dying. I've looked them in the face. It's surprising how, for most of them, their perspective on life doesn't change. They, they think about everything that pertained to them and their kingdom and their reign. A few that I have been exposed to had comforts in Christ. But life is so short. Life is so short. I, 
May that verse in the Song of Zimri stick with you. You see in verses 16 and 17, there's quick comeuppance. The quick comeuppance of Zimri. What in the world is comeuppance? It's spelled C-O-M-E-U-P-P-A-N-C-E. C-O-M-E-U-P-P-A-N-C-E. Comeuppance. It's punishment that one deserves. Well, that's rough, brother. Verses 10 through 18 literally happened. Okay? Verses 10 through 18 literally happened. It literally happened in seven days. Okay? It says in verse 10, And Zimri went in and smote and killed him in the 20 and 7th year of King Asa, in the uh, uh, year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. And it came to pass when he set, when he began to reign, as soon as he sat on the throne, from, from there, moment one, to verse 18. And it came to pass when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went in, into the place of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died. From verse 11 to verse 18, seven days. That's quick. He quickly received the punishment he deserved. It was the, it was the just reward for his behavior. Sometimes come up and some shorter, though. Sometimes somebody can, can do something pretty terrible and immediately the results or what they deserve comes out of it. And that's God's business. It's not my job to exact comeuppance. That's, that's, that's God's business. But sometimes it takes longer. There are some people that over long periods of time, long periods of time, they just get away with it and they get away with it and they get away with it. And then ultimately their life comes to an end. But God is not mocked. You look in Galatians chapter 6. And if I said that a sinner receives their comeuppance in this life, maybe 20, maybe 30, maybe 40, maybe 50 years in the span of eternity, that I believe that's quick. To God, who's outside of time, anything that happens in time would, buy, would have to be quick, would have to be relatively quick. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says... Be not deceived, God is not mocked. So for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. People get what they got coming to them. And we don't like to hear that. But they do. I thank God for grace. And I thank God for salvation. I thank God for his tender mercies and, and his love where he loves his people. God is not mocked. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So go back to your text in 1 Kings chapter 16. Whenever Zimri in his song sowed a treacherous treason, a ruthless rain, and in his short supremacy... Did he sow to the flesh and reap corruption and comeuppance? Or did he sow according to the Spirit, evidencing life and everlasting life? You answer that. It appears as though he sowed to the flesh in a sinful manner, and his comeuppance, what he deserved, what he reaped, is what he sowed. Again, sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's not. In eternity, though, comeuppance always comes. Always. 
punishment or fate that one deserves. Now, think about this. A sinner who was treasonous against God after the similitude or in the likeness of Adam, one that desires to reign over their life and will not submit to the reign of God Almighty, repenting and falling unto the Lord Jesus Christ, desiring for a short time to be supreme in their lives, at some point they will die, you will die suddenly. Now that sudden death may come in 50 years, but it'll be sudden when you go from life unto death. So that comeuppance, when a sinner dies in and of themselves, the just deservings of their sinfulness, of their treachery, the treacherous trees and the ruthless rain and the short supremacy, the, the, the quick comeuppance of that will be eternity in God's judgment. In hell until being brought before the white throne and cast alive in the lake of fire. You might think that's not quick. I mean, there's at least... There's at least a thousand and seven years between all that. Well, in a thousand and seven years, you'll think, boy, that was quick. And there will be no end to that. Come up with what you deserve. But thank God for those that are the children of God, those that God called by his infinite mercy, the comeuppance, the, the just deservings or punishment for my sin was laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for that. Amen. And he did, the, he did it quickly. He did it in time quickly. 2,000 years ago, he did it quickly. You know, all the prophets spoke of that for 4,000 years, since the very beginning of time was spoken of, since the garden when the Lord himself slew those animals to clothe Adam and Eve, Christ was, was spoken of. And that 4,000 years might have seemed like a long time, but Christ came quickly and he took the Jews off guard, didn't he? Thank God, Jesus Christ in time. He suffered the comeuppance. He suffered the just penalty and punishment what I deserve, and I thank God for that. You see the desperate demise of Zimri. Verse 18, And it came to pass when Zimri saw that the city was taken. Oh man, this week is coming to a close real fast, isn't it? That he went into the palace of the king's house. He went into, a, you know, you think about a palace. It doesn't talk about a, a, you know, a quarters or a shanty or a shack or you know, someplace to pray. This is the king's palace. You think of a king's palace and worldly standards, you probably think of a place of refuge, right? There's a few times in, that I can think of where Omar Gaddafi, he had, he had taunted Ronald Reagan and Reagan sent an airstrike and blew up his house. Well, he, he got out of there, but he wasn't safe in his palace. The crow's nest, when it, where Hitler went, and, and they eventually snaked him out. He he wasn't he wasn't um, safe in his palace, was he? There's debate on what happened with Osama bin Laden, but he was taken from his house, they say, and he wasn't safe there either. These are extreme examples, right? These are extreme examples. Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, Hitler, Osama bin Laden. But everybody who's treasonous against God and perceives that they have a ruthless reign over their life and, and in their short supremacy, 
everybody at some point in the palace and in the place they dwell and they're going to see how desperate they really are. They will. Shameful thing about that, rich man in Luke 16, he lifted his eyes in torments and when he got his come up and his house burning down on top of him, it was, humanly speaking, too late. I know that all the Lord's people will be saved and they'll all call upon him and by his power, and I understand all that, but in a human perspective, there, there was no time. The time had run out for him. In this desperate demise, you see this as a, an act of suicide. Look at that. He burned his house down on top of him. He went to the king's palace, his house and burnt the king's house over him with fire and died. He burned himself to death. Suicide is awful and it's selfish. He wasn't thinking about his he wasn't thinking about his constituency. He wasn't thinking about his family. He wasn't he wasn't thinking about anything but himself. And he burned his house down on top of him. You see, burning one, suicide is bad enough, but burning oneself alive is a whole nother level of evil and desperation. He was desperate. Imagine, put yourself in the room now with Zimri. Do you think he was calm, cool, and collected, as some say? Or do you think he was overwhelmed with anxiety, depression, emptiness, well, this is the king. Emptiness. Ungodliness. You ever burned yourself before? Every couple weeks or so, somebody I know very well burns herself with a curling iron. Never a pleasant thing. Imagine the desperation of anxiety and depressions that one would have to burn themselves alive. He literally, think of how painful that would be. He literally burned his palace upon himself. He, he didn't set it on fire and say, you know what, this is getting too hot, I need to get out of here. No, he burned it in his, his palace, his kingdom. In literalness and truthfulness and in metaphor, his kingdom literally burned and caved down upon himself. Can you imagine? Is that a sweet and glorious end? Or is that a bitter, provoking end? Do you feel sympathy toward him at all? Oh, it was most desperate. How desperate would you have to be to burn your house down on top of you? That's where he was. I told you this is a very bad week. The refrain of this song, the sad song of Zimri, a very bad week. Listen to the sad summary, verses 19 and 20. For his sins, which he sinned in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, and walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin, which he did to make Israel to sin, now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason which he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? What a terrible summary. What if that was the summary of my life? Read that again. For 
his sins, Joe's sins, which he sinned in doing evil in the sight of the Lord and walking in the way of Jeroboam and, the, and his sin, which he did to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Joe are, and his treason, are they not, and that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Now pretend like you're preaching my funeral. Would that be a joyful thing? Would you would you just be glad to tell everybody what a what a glad child of God it was, and and how pleasant it was to, to know me as a child of God if my name were inserted in that summary? I doubt that you would. No, this is one of the saddest summaries in the in the entire Word of God. That sin of Jeroboam, that that like unto sin, we covered it last week. A sin that drove the people of God away from adoring and worshiping God in the house of the Lord, which the Lord would hear and forgive from, from, from that temple. The sin of Jeroboam, where he set up these golden calves and, and Dan and one in Bethel to prevent and make it easier for the children of God not to serve the Lord, but to turn, into, turn, turn to vanities and idols. That sin where he put the basest of, of men, the lowest of men, to, to govern and lead spiritually, to turn the hearts of the people of God away from the people of God. The sin of Jeroboam like unto. Now I've been to funerals before, and there are people that are... I'm not commenting on whether they were saved or not. But if they're in a false church that preaches a false gospel, this summary would be added unto them. I don't care if they pastor a thousand people or lead a small group bigger than, than you know, uh, 30 or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't care. If they're following after that sin of Jeroboam, that's, that part of the summary lines up. Not that they follow the Lord or, or they serve the Lord the Lord's way, Zimri didn't follow the Lord or serve the Lord the Lord's way. He followed after the sin of Jeroboam. Again, I don't care how big of a, of a false church someone pastors, and I don't care how big their small group is, that sad summary would be tacked on to them, I believe. Verse eight, excuse me, verse 19 again. For his sins which he sinned and doing evil in the sight of the Lord, I believe it's an evil thing. To lead in like unto religion. It's evil. Why? I'm a leader in this place. It's evil. It's evil. In walking in the way of Jeroboam. And in the sin which he did to make Israel to sin. Guess what? Not only was Zimri, as part of his sad summary, was he, he was guilty of sinning. But he's also guilty in leading others in sin as well. Well, that's a sad summary. It's no wonder then why some of those tears that will be wiped away in the book of Revelation, what are they? Well, leading others in the ways of Jeroboam and the sin of Jeroboam. Again, I'm not commenting on the salvation of people. Let's just presume that someone is saved and yet they're leading and they, they're turning others and like unto religion of the sin of Jeroboam, it's sinfulness in the eyes of God. And those will be, he was held responsible for that. But I want you to think about something, though, specific to Zimri. He was only king for seven days. 
yet he was still responsible. When I go somewhere and preach, and Brother Gary, you cover for me. You, you're leading in the services for a week. Still just as responsible. I thank God for you and your stance in the truth. But would be responsible. Uh, well, Zimri, he was, on, he was only king for seven days. He's just as responsible for committing the sin of Jeroboam as Jeroboam was. You might only watch the job until the boss comes back, but you're still responsible. When Sister Jill and I go out on a date or something, I put Lex in charge. He is responsible. Only if gone for a couple hours. He is responsible. Zimri was responsible for how the... Look at it. In verse 19, For his sins which he sinned, and doing evil in the sight of the Lord, and walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he did to make Israel to sin. He was not let off the hook because he was only king for seven days. And much of that seven days he was trying to hide in that palace in Terza. You might only have a kingdom for seven days. Still just as responsible. He was responsible. Well, what can I do in seven days? Well, in seven days, he could have mandated an order to burn that stuff down, to tear down the sins of Jeroboam, and call everybody to repent. You know, not long after our presidents are inaugurated, every 4 January, every 4 Januarys, that is, what do they do? They start writing executive orders, don't they? They start pardoning people and they start doing all kinds of stuff. Within the first month, they start doing that stuff pretty quick. You ever say anything like, well, if I was in charge, this is what I would do. Presumably when you say that, you would do it quickly. You wouldn't wait five years then do it. So he was only king for seven days, yet still responsible, not only for doing the sin of Jeroboam, but not undoing the sin of Jeroboam. He was still responsible. But also I want you to see there is no small sin of Jeroboam. Okay? In length of time, in behavior, whatever, excuses. Verse 19, he was just as guilty as Jeroboam was. There are no small sins of Jeroboam. And he is given credit for the sins of Jeroboam. He's also, in his sad summary... He's also cited as being treasonous. Verse 20. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? This was ordained of God. Okay. Again, we read in chapter 16, verses 3 and 4, the Lord said by, by, the, by the prophet Jehu that Basha... And his family would be removed for the, from the kingship and that another would take their place. It was ordained of God. In Romans chapter 13, look there just for a moment. Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Was Zimri subject to the higher power, the higher authority? Was he subject to Elah, the son of Basha? No, he conspired against him. He killed him. For there is no power but of God. There is no authority but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So Basha was ordained of God. Elah was ordained of God. Zimri was ordained of God. Okay. But you notice that he was still 
responsible. Look back at our text, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 20. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri, I'm going to ask you, you don't have to do it, but I'm going to ask you, somehow mark that phrase, acts of Zimri. Underline it, put a star next to it, whatever. Whatever you do, acts of Zimri. It does not say, now the rest of the providence and, and procedures and the foreordination of God, it doesn't say that. It says the acts of Zimri. So while this was ordained of God, Basha, Elah, Zimri, Omri, who, who then came after Zimri, you know who came after Omri? Ahab, Omri's son. All these people were ordained of God, yet these men specifically were responsible. The sad summary of Zimri. Now, at the, if you were preaching the, the funeral of Zimri, could you blame God for any of this behavior? Would you blame God for any of this behavior? Would you say, well, if he hadn't been born under such terrible circumstances, he might have done something different. That's blaming God. Nope. The acts of Zimri, these are things that Zimri did. You see? The summary of one's life. Oh, what a sad summary. A sad summary. There's mention of such a sad summary. and We've read this passage so many times in Matthew chapter 7. What a sad summary. But listen, this comes out of their own mouths. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And their sad summary, Lord, Lord, consider my acts. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Sad summary. They by their own mouths profess their own sad summary, their own behaviors, their own acts, their own motives and initiatives. They'll profess everything in the world in their treasons against God. Still responsible. Still responsible. Yes, these people that will be cast alive in the lake of fire, that's ordained by God, but they are responsible for their behavior and will be treated accordingly. That's what happened to Zimri. Verse 20, all the acts of Zimri, the writer lets us know Zimri did this. This is what Zimri did. All the acts that he did and his treason that he wrought, personal pronouns, that he did, his treason he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? It's a very bad week, wasn't it? Very bad week. In the summary of our lives, listen, we can't blame God for our sins. I can't blame God for my sins. You can't blame God for your sins. Not, not, with, any, not with any honesty. Zimri could not blame God for he himself walking after the sin of Jeroboam. Did God make, did God make 
Zimri walk after the sin of Jeroboam in verse 19? Did he make him do that? Did God make him slay Elah, who was king after his dad, Basha? Did he make him do that? Of course it was all ordained, but did God make him do it? No, by his own passions and his own sinfulness, he did those things. Did God make him commit treason against the nation of Israel? No. His own passion, his own lust. Did God make Adam eat of that fruit that was forbidden? No, his own lust caused him to do it. We'd be right to give God all the glory for any of the good works he does in us, but very, 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 very wrong to lay at the feet of God Almighty any of the sins and any of the forms and any of the like unto, any, any, any type and any motion of the sin of Jeroboam and any act that is treasonous against his throne. I've known people to say, well, if the Lord didn't want me to do this, he would have stopped me. Stop laying your sins at the feet of God Almighty. No, that's the sad summary of your life. Don't lay that summary at the feet of God. The acts of Zimri and his trees that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? It's very potent, isn't it? So in the conclusion, as we draw to a close then, let's, this very bad week, let's ask some questions of ourselves. Let's apply these things to ourselves. You're not Zimri, neither am I. But let's ask. His name literally means my song. What's your song? His song was treacherous treason, ruthless reign, short supremacy, quick comeuppance, desperate demise, and a sad, sad summary. What's your song? Have you, has your treason against God been addressed? If so, thank God in Jesus Christ that your treason has been addressed. And while you were a sinner, Christ died for the ungodly, and he, he reconciled his enemies unto himself. He treated Jesus Christ as that one that was treasonous, letting the guilty free. That man Barabbas, what was he guilty of? Murder and sedition. Is that too different than what Zimri did? Is that too different than what Adam did? Is that too different from who I am by birth and who you are by birth? Has your treason against God been addressed in the gospel of Jesus Christ? If not, if not, though you think you have a reign in your life and it expense and cost others so greatly, your life is short. Your life is short. What will be the comeuppance? Either upon Christ Jesus, what you deserve, or will you lift up your eyes in torment? People confuse comeuppance with chastisement. It's not the same. That comeuppance is getting what someone deserves. Chastisement is correction under righteousness. I don't see in the scripture that, that Zimri was corrected under, under righteousness. I believe he just got what he, he just reaped what he sowed. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11, the, a, the, the cause of or the outcome, rather, of chastisement. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11, Now 
Now no chastisement for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth, not may, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. God does not chastise children who are walking after him. He, he chastises us in our error, correcting us and leading us into righteousness. He develops and grows us. That's what exercise, it exercised or developed or growth or matured thereby, you see. So in this comeuppance, I don't believe I don't believe that Zimri was chastised. People think that things happened to him, that that's chastisement. No, sometimes that's just somebody reaping what they sow. Chastisement will bring correction. If someone's not being corrected, that's not chastisement. Biblical words, biblical definitions. What's your song? Well, what will your demise be? If someone's song is selfish and treacherous and ruthless and, and just desires to fill all the king, just have their own kingdom and live life their way, then the demise will be self-inflicted. Right? Zimri sinned. It was his acts that he did. He sinned against God and he led others to sin. It'll be self-inflicted. It'll be empty. Who was in that house with Zimri? It doesn't mention anybody. It'll be painful. Yes, that fire, I'm sure, hurt a lot. Ungodly? Was there anything godly about Zimri? What will your demise be? Will the castle of your kingdom come crashing down upon you and both figurative and literal flames coming down? What will happen? Or does your song ring the triumph sound of the Lord Jesus Christ as mighty to save? While that was not the song of Zimri, that has been the song of the children of God throughout the ages. I have sinned, Christ has delivered. Read the Psalms. That's what they, in the main, are about. What would be the summary of your life? Would the summary of your life be consistent with verses 19 and 20? Sin walking or living in the way of Jeroboam, like unto sin, transgressing against God, false idols, self-kingship, treason, heartache, despair. What would be the summary of your life? What would be the refrain? Again, what if this passage, verses 8 through 20, what if, what if that were preached at your funeral? Well, you'd be dead. You wouldn't carry it away. But could that could this passage just supplying your name for Zimri's? Could it be preached and say, "Wow, well, you know, don't recall that man in, in Luke 16 that he's crying to tell his brothers not to come to that place"? Would if I were preaching your funeral, would I say, "Okay, well, you know, this is the bad week of Zimri, and this is the bad week of, of so and so's life. Don't be like them. Trust the Lord and repent. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ." Or the summary of your life, is it again a recalling of the gospel of Jesus Christ, how that he died for the ungodly, 
is both just and justifier. Being the friend of sinners. Child of God, I encourage you to trust the Lord and do what he says. At any point, at any point, did Zimri trust the Lord in his song? Did he trust the Lord and do what he says? The answer is no. I don't believe Zimri to be a saved person. I don't believe that, that, that this account would tell us that he was. I want you to know that there are no sins of Jeroboam that are pleasing to God. None. So we should examine ourselves, even, even for a little while. If you only have just for a little while any authority, may there be no sins of Jeroboam, no like unto sins. Child of God, may it be that there's no treason against God in attempting to overthrow him or to accommodate our own will and saying, you know what, the Lord said this, but I'm going to rule over me. I know but the Bible says I should or shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do what I say. That's treason against God. And again, while it may be providential, you are responsible for that. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? We are responsible before God how we behave. Also, I would encourage you to have no treason against powers. We read that in Romans chapter 13. We are not called to be insurrectionists. We're not called to be insurrectionists. I would encourage you to protect your family. Provide for them. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. When the Lord Jesus Christ walked this earth under Roman rule, did he encourage his followers to take up swords and overthrow, overthrow Caesar? Most, most absolutely not. He encouraged them to take up their cross and follow him, to share the glad tidings of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is our warfare. Love your neighbor. Love the Lord. Protect your loved ones. Yes, indeed. But do not be treasonous or insurrectionist such as what Zimri was. A very bad week. While this week happened so long ago, it was a very bad week, but Senator, it's been much worse for Zimri since his house burned down. The real fire began after that house burned down. I encourage you to repent or suffer a sad summer. Repent or your religion of self and your treason against God will come to a sad conclusion. And not just in burial, but in judgment. You see, in eternity, it's a lot worse than a very bad week. I've had a bad week before, not like Zimri's week, but I've had a bad week before. And we've all had bad weeks relative to our lives. Relative, I've met, a, uh, from the work that I do, I've met a lot of people on their worst day. I have. But it's nothing compared <laughs> Nothing compared to the judgments of God. You see, there's a week coming, the tribulation period. The world has never known that. But still greater yet, the judgment of God. Eternity is a lot worse. This might sound like a very sad passage. Eternity is a lot worse. 
thank God, the Lord Jesus Christ, in his glorious gospel, is mighty to save. You might remember there's a king, Manasseh, one of the most evil kings that was ever in, in uh, Judah. Ever. You know the Lord saved him? And he's also, and, and, and while, the, while, while the, the, the chastisement of Israel was beginning to unfold already, the Lord did a marvelous work in the life of Manasseh. And even in the, in the kingdom, to a point, there were reformations there under Manasseh. Why do I bring that up? The Lord Jesus Christ is mighty to save. Even the sinfulness, he's mighty to save. Will it be a sad summary or will it be the glorious sound? Will your song be the glorious sound of the triumph of Jesus Christ according to his gospel? I should have died. Christ died instead. My kingdom must fall. He shall rule forever. Though in anxious and desperation and, and, and all depressions and, and whatever else of heart, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. That's what the writer Asaph said. Deliverance, true deliverance. Sinner, I encourage you that there is no other hope. Everything else is but a sad, leads to about a sad summary. Only in Christ there is victory and joy and peace. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of God. Trust in him and be saved. He is mighty to save. Be saved today. In Ezekiel, the question is asked, why will you die? I know it's the power of God that saves, and I know God himself gives faith as a gift. Will you be as Zimri? denying the promises of God and the law of God and the presence of God in Judah and say, I'll do things my way and live out a sad summary, live out a sad song. Again, I encourage you to repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.